Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. Thank you for honoring us. Thank you for tuning in, being part of this community. We sure do love you. Just as a quick reminder, just as a quick reminder, there's TV shows actually out there at WoundedSpirits.com. There's four of them. Make sure you go out there, click on them, watch them, enjoy them. They talk a lot about PTSD and what's going on. And uh, that big guy there that sounds like me, that's not me. It's just someone making believe me. I don't know, man. I can't even watch them. They kind of freak me out. But you can see Stephanie on there. She's at one point. We we literally, if we had a bloopers film, we could have 30 minutes of Stephanie laughing. It was a, it was the craziest thing I ever saw. Her. All she did was laugh one day. And I mean, we we would start off and they'd say, state your name. And I'd say, hi, I'm Doug. And you know, the guy next to me, I'm James, you know. And it would go around and Stephanie would be, ha, It was terrible, man. Oh, it wasn't just me. Jordan was just... Well, you were messing him up. I mean, Jordan laughs when the wind blows. He's a college... He just graduated from college, man. He thinks everything's funny. He was in love. His girlfriend was there, man. I mean... Oh, that's right. There was an attraction yeah. there, man. That was... It was like magnets. Yeah. That was yep. rougher than a night in jail right there, their relationship. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> Two great people, by the way, godly people. And hey, so here we are. The word for the day is sower, S-O-W-E-R. I had to say that because someone might think it's a singer sewing machine, but it's sower, S-O-W-E-R, sewing. So we think of the word sower and we, we kind of think of the word planting, right? A plant, somebody who sows plants. So, uh, you know, the farmers down the road, you get about 20 miles outside of the city around here in any direction, man, there's farmland everywhere. So 20 miles, we may have a million people that live in this little radius called three or four different towns called Greenville County in South Carolina. And, uh, but boy, when you get outside of that, Man, there's farmland, and you need that farmland. That seed needs to be planted in order to grow. And uh, so, when we talk about the sower, we we talk about we want to use that word sower. We want to be a sower. Uh, we uh, we want to go forth. We want to sow. We want to plant. And God's word is the seed that we want to bring out there. Um, and we know there's a parable in the Bible, right? In in Mark chapter four, the soweth. The sower okay. soweth the word. He's throwing the word out there. It talks about the seed. Sometimes the seed hits this, sometimes different things like that. Hear you, therefore, the parable of the sower, it tells us in Matthew. Then it goes on and goes into what that parable is. It says, and he spake many things unto them in the parable, saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow, to plant, to put out the word of God. Behold, in Mark chapter 4, there went a sower to sow. And so over and over again, I think we all have a responsibility, to Stephanie, to sow the seed to plant mm -hmm. the seed, to be sharing it with people, to be bringing it out there, to be uh, making a difference, to be sowing God's word. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. And to remember that <clears throat> if God has called you to be a seed planter, 
then be the seed planter. Um, don't take on the responsibility of something God has not given you to take. Um, it's very easy um, for people that have a vision to, you know, want to be the seed planter and then push it through. I am going to, I'm going to make this seed sprout and I am going to make this plant grow. And I'm going to, I am going to make this, you know, make this cob yeah. or this stalk of corn have, have a, we can't do that. The, yeah. the farmer, the farmer that, um, that plants that seed, um, you know, we have farmers in our church and I was thinking about this recently because we were going through a drought. And um, it was kind of scary seeing what the cornfields were looking like. And, you know, the farmers in our church were were begging the Lord during prayer time. Lord, please send the rain so that our crops will grow. Lord, please. And, and a true farmer, I mean, a godly farmer knows they can be that seed planter. But a godly farmer knows God still has to give that increase. It's, it's true whether it's in a physical um, you know, scientific sense or in a spiritual sense, God has to give the increase. God has to, when the, when it's all said and done, God is the one who still has to bring in that fruit. And so um, do your job and then trust in the Lord to bring the fruit to fruition because sometimes it's very, and I, and I say this because this is me, um, but you know, I want to see the end product. I don't want to just do the first step. I want to see the end product. I want to get, see this project at its, you know, at the, at its end. And when everything happened in Cameroon, God taught me so much about this subject of being a seed sower. Because guess what? That's all I got to do. Yeah. I got to see no fruit in Cameroon. I didn't get to see any of the outworkings of having gone on deputation and moving to moving to Africa. I didn't get to see the fruit of that. And quite honestly, there's still times that that, ooh, part of me gets frustrated of, Lord, why? It makes no sense. And God has to say again, I didn't send you there to reap the harvest. I didn't send you there to do anything but to plant a whole lot of seeds. Yeah. And so if that's what God calls you to do, be content and find joy in that mission because it's an important mission. It, and it's a mission that involves a whole lot of trust in Jesus Christ because we have to trust him to do everything that he's not letting us get to do. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's about planning. You know, when, you, when a farmer puts, a, a, you know, a couple thousand pounds of corn kernels out in a field, He's just sowing, you know, the, the God's got to do the watering. Sometimes they can water themselves. God's got to do the growing. You know, I, I read one time that one kernel of corn can bring 10,000 kernels of corn and, uh, it's just trusting God, but it's doing that sowing. And we started by saying, we wanted to talk about the sower and I think we're all sowers. And what Stephanie said is, Hey, we went to Cameroon. And the only thing we did for those 12 days, the only thing that they felt like they did ministry wise, they were learning the crowd. They were starting to go to churches. They were literally getting supplies to make bread and to physically feed people. They were sharing the gospel. They were telling people, but they, the, the fruit that they got came weeks, months, years, and it's still happening today. 
as long as you sow. We're still hearing about people who got saved in Cameroon because of Charles' death, because of their witness, because of the God they served. And, you know, we're not responsible for what God does with the seed. We are responsible for putting the seed out there. And I think that's where right. that word sower comes. And it doesn't matter what we're going through. We're still, I had a guy come here the other night. I have a guy who comes and visits me about once a year. And he went nine years one time. And he comes in and he stops by and he wants to talk to me about, you know, what he's going through and those things he's dealing with. And it always ends up where he's telling me everything he's doing for God. It's always, this is what I'm doing. And it's always like a colossal waste of time for me. Because you know what I want to hear, I and I hate to say that, and I hope he's not listening, but I, I just think, you know what I want to hear him say one time? This is what God's doing. This is the ministry I'm working in. This is what God's doing for me. You know what the sower says? God, I trust you. God, yeah. I believe you. I'm going to throw this track out here. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to invite people to church, and I'm going to trust you. And that's where yeah. it's all at. That's what this is all about. And, you know, we see that. And as we go along, we'll see that here in a verse, in a couple of verses from now. But we're in the 22nd proverb. We're in verse number seven. And it says, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. Now, this is a tough thing. Now, remember back in this day, people used to actually sell themselves as indentured servants and almost like a slave, but not thinking about the terrible slavery that took place here in America or England or India or something like that. I just read the other day, there were still slaves in India in 1975. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. And there are two, there are still places in this world that have slavery. Yep. And, uh, it still goes on in the U.S., yeah. 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 Don't, we can't fool ourselves, but the rich. So having that money. So the Bible's actually talking about, you know, the rich ruleth because they hire people because they put their money out there. And then those borrowers, you know, they were a servant to a lender. And in this case, they would borrow so much they couldn't pay them back. And the deal was, if you don't pay me back, you owe me two years out here in the field, get out there. And people would do it. And, uh, but it's a reminder, even in modern day terms, I think, Stephanie, it's a reminder, um, you know, we don't want to be borrowers all the time either. We don't want to borrow a bunch of things and, and things of that nature. Uh, but we're a reminder, we need to pay things off. We need to be known more as payers than borrowers, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. uh, we need to stay ahead of those things. And I think that's a stark reminder to us of, of these types of things. I think this is a reminder and, uh, uh, we got to, you know, regard indebtedness, I think, or borrowing money as a last resort. I know we need to borrow money to buy a house and maybe buy a car, but some people take it to an extreme where they buy a car every year or they do this or they do that. And this mm -hmm. is, this is God reminding us, Hey, that's not a good plan. You know what, folks, we're going to hop right over to a commercial. We're going to be right back and then we'll go ahead and let Stephanie tell us what she thinks about that. So hang right here. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. So, Stephanie, looking at this verse with the rich and the borrower, what are you thinking? Well, I think that, <clears throat> like you said, there are there are certain things, you know, like when you have to buy a house, um, there's going to be times that there's certain specific things or, you know, maybe, um, I mean, I, I encourage, um, I'm encouraging my boys, you know, you save, you, you be wise in what you spend money on now, you know, make sure you're not spending your money on, um, you know, a bag filled with holes, so to speak, that if you're spending money, it's, it's overall going into something that's got value 
that's worthwhile. Um, and so this idea of when I look at this verse, um, what I see here is someone who's chosen to be foolish, um, someone who's chosen to um, spend money frivolously, spend their money on things that really didn't matter. Um, and they didn't think about the consequences of, of doing that. And, you know, this leads to bankruptcy. This leads to so many issues and so many consequences on lifelong term. If you don't choose to be wise in how you spend your money. And, you know, this, this says that the rich, um, ruleth over the poor. And, and I think this is just a principle of, of life to, you know, in this world to a certain extent. But, but if I look at it from a spiritual perspective, someone who's chosen to be wise, someone who's chosen to be prudent with their money is going to have either earthly possessions or influence or whatever that someone who's chosen to be foolish won't have. And what what what's so sick in our culture today is we we have fostered this victim mentality of well if someone you know it's like well we automatically assume because um someone is rich well then well they're just spoiled because they have more money than me no maybe god's blessed them because of wise choices they've made and they worked hard Yes, exactly. You know, you know I have and people so, all the time that uh, they almost seem offended that I retired from the military after 26 years, you know. I had a guy tell me one time, well, you didn't do anything for that retirement. Oh, my word. Yeah. It's like, hey, dude, you know, you, you work without your life your way. Uh, but, yeah. I, yeah, there's people out there that are, are just wicked about Knuckle those kind of things. Yeah, they're jealous. Knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah. And, yep. and, and jealousy is a hard thing. You know, and I'm going to yeah. be upfront. I'm not a perfect human being. I can't sing. I'm not that pretty. You know, I get that. Even though I say I am, it's just a way for me compensating. But I will tell you uh -oh. this. And here's, here's something that's really important, I think, over this verse and over everything is we have decisions in life. And there's decision yeah. points all the time in a family. And there's decision points all the time as an individual. When we reach a certain age, I mean, you can borrow, you can do this, you can do that. There's these decision points out there. But God's saying, no, just remember when you borrow what's going on. You owe that lender. That lender kind of owes you. And then look at this next verse. And we talked about being a sower coming out, but this is a sower of inequity. So we're talking about sowing God's seed, the incorruptible seed, the perfect seed, the wonderful seed. And, and now we get to verse 8 here in the 22nd proverb, and it says, He that soweth inequity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. And it, it's going to fail. So basically what's going on, it, it's what you sow. So if you sow God's word, nothing but good comes out of that. Well, some people don't sow God's word. Some people sow bad things. You know, if you sow thistle, you're not going to get wheat. And there's no way to hide from that. You can't say, well, I meant, you know, for this to be a good thing. I, I hate folks like that. You know, every pastor I've ever known who's a total jerk, and, and again, one out of 100, most pastors are great human beings. But you guys know the total jerk I'm talking about. They always can cry automatically. I meant, I made a mistake. You know, they totally ruin people's lives. This Never seek thing. forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. 
and, and yeah. they, those crocodile tears. <laughs> and you know, that. <laughs> I have a regret for that decision, yeah. but that's as deep as it goes. I have sinned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, grow up. Seek forgiveness. Get right with God. Why not? You know, let's try something simple like being godly. You know, yeah. that, that, oh, I tell you, man, these crybabies freak me out. You know, let's <laughs> let let's sit over here and mess over twenty people, but then we'll cry and tell our church, I didn't mean it. Yeah, let me tell you, someone should slap them right up against the side of the head. But I know graciousness. We talked about that on Monday. <laughs> but he that soweth inequity. Boy, when you're playing that, yeah, those rabbit trails are hard today. They're real. They're they're out there. It's part of the COVID long-term brain. But when you're sowing the wrong things, when what you're planting is wickedness, when what you're planting is lies and false witness, when what you're planting is of no value, boy, you know what? You're in trouble because the rod's going to show up. The anger's not going to fail. There's no way out. You can cry to all the people you want to cry to. But let me tell you what, you're going to stand in front of God one day. We all are. And it's not going to be pretty for any of us. But man, when we're planting God's word, when we're sowing the holy oracles of God, the saving word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when we're sowing things that change people's lives, can I tell you something? Life gets good. But when you go down that inequity road, boy, his anger will not fail. What are you thinking, Stephanie? I think it's powerful. Um, and understand that, you know, we were talking about being a good sower. Um, well, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a bad sower of bad seed, you're going to reap nothing of eternal value. And, um, um, Psalms one talks about, um, the wise man, you know, blesses the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And it, in there it talks about, the foolish man being like, and the ungodly man being like the chap with the, which the wind drives away. And the idea that when their life is done, there's nothing of value. The wind can take the fruit of their labors and poof, it is gone. It's like dust in the wind. It's gone. And that's what this is saying. If you choose to sow iniquity in your life, that that's, that's the seeds you sow. You have no one else to blame but yourself for the consequences you deal with. And I'm honestly fed up with people that love to play the victim because their lives are completely messed over because of their foolishness, but they find other people to blame all of their own seeds of iniquity that they sowed on other people. That's not scriptural. The Bible I read says, you sow seeds of iniquity, you're going to reap absolutely nothing of value. Mm. Yeah, and, and these people, and so they, they is- cry like a baby who lost the binky, you know? <laughs> these people who mess folks up, you know, don't cry to me, you know? <laughs> Get on your knees. Go to that throne of mercy. Yeah, repent. Repent ye. Wow, yeah. what a novel idea, you know? Actually do what the Bible says. Don't worry about you. Go to God! Yeah. Man, I get every once in a while I get weird. I start thinking about people who mess us over. And I know you guys are all there with me, you know, and gals. And, <laughs> but but I'll tell you, you know what I just learned from this? And I think this is so important. What is your life plan? What is what you're doing in life plan? Because I, I mean, we can't live by smoke and mirrors. No. 
Yeah, we can't, you know, fake people freak me out. You know, I'm, I'm what you find. I'm the same person on this podcast that I am at four o'clock in the morning at the airport tomorrow, you know, with all that luggage. He doesn't have a chai tea latte in his hand right now. No. And and I won't until about eight o'clock tomorrow in Atlanta. That's true. They won't be open. No, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and I got that whole boogerage thing going on. I mean, it's just. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just gonna have to lay back. But you know what, folks? Even in that time, even when things are bad, I still have a responsibility to sew. And they'll still make people happy. I guarantee you, somebody okay. will be smiling after Doug walks by. I hope so. They'll either be smiling or say, "Man, that guy's got the weirdest gait I've ever seen." <laughs> My brother, last year, I put a picture out on Facebook. He said, you're one weird-looking dude. That's what my brother said to me. <laughs> I said, thanks, Frank. I mean, I can't delete it. He's my brother. You know, See, brothers, brothers can get away with stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he's odd, too. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's a family <laughs> thing. Yeah. So he can say whatever he wants. That's all right. You know, he's three years older than me. He bailed me out when I was a kid. I'll, I'll tolerate it. Uh, but you know, folks, we started off talking about sewing the right things, doing the right things and, and, and making sure that we're sewing the right things. We talked about the idea of the rich ruling over us and borrowers and lenders and all those crazy things and that we should do everything within our power to pay things on time, to pay things off if we can, to get to the other end of that thing. I think house ownership, even owning an apartment or a condo or something is a good idea. Because at some point you get to the end of it a little bit anyway. I know you still got to pay taxes and, 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 you know, and then coming down to verse eight and saying, wait a minute, what are you sowing Christian? I think that's pretty important. So yeah. make that your day today. Take some time and say, what am I sowing? What is my life? So am I planting something that's good? Am I planting something of a value? Uh, do I have to get to a point where I have to cry crocodile tears in front of somebody? I meant to get now you get it right the first time soldier. You know, that's yeah. what this is all about, getting things right, doing things right today. Hey, we hope you're having a great day today. If we can do anything to help you, make sure you look for us at Help the Wounded Spirits. Send me a note, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Love to talk to you about the ministry. The shows are out there. WoundedSpirits.com. Go out there. There's four of them. Make sure you look at that. We'd love for you to see them. And uh, give us some feedback. We heard from one lady who was just thrilled to be able to watch them. She wants more episodes already. She says, I binged them. And uh, so we're trying to get more out there. We'll do that as quick as possible. We sure do love you folks. Hope we get to talk to you real soon. Hey, wear that smile that only God can give you today. Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. Thanks. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead,
thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.